Welcome to It's All Political, the San Francisco Chronicle's political podcast. I'm Joe Garofoli, the Chronicle's senior political writer. And today in the podcast, we're talking to someone who's running for president, New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. She was in Daly City the other day, after a couple of fundraisers in the Bay Area, of course, where she was speaking at a boys and girls club, and I caught up with her there. We're talking about the DNC's decision not to allow Fox News to host one of their primary debates. DNC Chair Tom Perez says that Fox couldn't hold a, quote, fair and neutral debate. But Gillibrand told me that she would do a debate sponsored by Fox. She goes on Fox all the time. In fact, that's one of her selling points. She has appealed to conservative voters in upstate New York throughout her career. Next, Kirsten Gillibrand on It's All Political. Here's my interview with Senator Gillibrand. I began by asking her what she offers Californians that the other candidates don't. And she talked about how she started her political career running for Congress in upstate New York in a very red district, a district where there were twice as many Republicans as Democrats. I won that district the first time by six points. The second time I won it by 24 points. And once I became a senator, I started working really hard to bring the state together. And I was able to achieve the highest vote total of 72% in the history of the state because I did so well in blue, red, and purple areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the same in Congress. I've been able to pass lots of legislation. Even in the last Congress with Republican House, Senate, and President, I passed 18 bills. Mm-hmm. I've passed big bell- bills like Don't Ask, Don't Tell repeal and the 9-11 health bill. I passed the 9-11 health bill twice unanimously, and I will pass it again to make it permanent. Um, so I have a history of bringing people together, getting things done, uh, being able to talk to folks where they are, listening to folks where they are, and being able to represent all of America. So. I think I have a path that's different than others, and I think not only in the primary, I can inspire our base on issues like the Green New Deal and healthcare is a right, not a privilege, and common sense um, solutions to big problems, but I also believe I can win states like Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin because I've been representing parts of rural America and parts of red America effectively for a long time. I've been on the Ag Committee for 12 years, I've been on the Armed Services Committee for 10 years, and that makes a difference. I can really speak to the issues that people in the early states like Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina want addressed, but also in the general election states of the Rust, Bel- of the Rust Belt. We're here on the, on the edge of Silicon Valley, <laughs> and the Senator Warren rolled off his plan the other day to, uh, to regulate some of America's biggest tech companies. Do you feel that the tech companies should be broken up? Is this something that's, that needs to be done, or there's been a lot of concern about privacy? Right. And, well, and I've, not, I've not seen her, her proposal, mm-hmm. but what I believe is that we do need far more transparency and accountability over the tech companies um, for the Russians to be able to undermine our election by purchasing Facebook ads in rubles. That obviously raises huge red flags of lack of oversight and lack of accountability. So many of us have been working in the Senate to have more oversight and accountability over the um, social media platforms so that they can't be used unwittingly or not to undermine our elections and undermine our democracy. Mm. Um, The hate-filled rhetoric that spews into all of the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, it is shocking and it's 
intended solely to divide the country. That has to change. And not only do the platforms need to take responsibility for that, but we as members of Congress need to provide the oversight and accountability. Is there anything so, specific you're thinking about doing? or with Yeah, so I'm, I'm a co-sponsor of a number of bills already to begin to create transparency and accountability, to have know your customer rules so you can't take a Facebook ad in rubles. So, so I am on a number of pieces of legislation to do exactly that, but I will look at the specific proposal that Senator Warren suggested and see if I agree with it. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. You speak often about being able to reach red parts of America, red parts of New York. What did you think of the DNC the other day saying, we don't want Fox News to, to host mm -hmm. one of the debates? What, I mean, that seems like, you know, 30% of their audience are, are people who are, yeah. are not hardcore Republicans. I don't know the reason for that. I think it had to do with the relationship between some Fox News. Uh, who was in the New York? I don't know if it's hosts or if it's the owners. <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know the rationale. Uh, yeah. But I imagine they felt it wouldn't be uh, f fair or credible. Right. Um, but I certainly go on Fox News all the time, yeah, and yeah. so I've been on a lot, especially around the 9/11 health bill over many years. I just did Fox News last week and talked about um, why the Green New Deal was an economic opportunity and why we should have a moonshot moment for uh, Americans and ask the American people to get behind addressing global climate change right. together um, across many platforms because it's an urgent crisis that must be solved. And but you would be okay about about yeah, having, I, I having Fox News do a debate. Correct. Yeah. I would not mind at all. Um, I would debate anywhere uh, with any moderator. Um, but I, I don't know the rationale for the DNC, and I am sure they had a reason. Speaking of the Green New Deal, um, <clears throat> you've been very outspoken in, in mm -hmm. favor of it. But it, you know, it's it's just sort of a, it's a resolution now. There's no price, real price tag on it. Mm -hmm. Can we can you jump behind something that there's no price tag on, or why should people be doing that? So the Green New Deal is a framework on mm -hmm. which to ta tackle something so. Um, monumentally big and urgent as global climate change and we are in a crisis and it is the greatest crisis that can harm humanity of anything across anything that we're dealing with and so it needs a bold uh, forward-looking solution I think we need to ask the American people um, to consider it like a moonshot that we want to put man on the moon in 10 years not because it's hard but because it's but not because it's easy but because it's hard same application we want to address global climate change not because it's easy but because it's hard and it will be a measure of our innovation, our entrepreneurialism, our skills, our ability, our excellence. The Green New Deal breaks down to three ideas essentially. It's an infrastructure plan about how to invest more in electric grids, into mass mm -hmm. transit, into high-speed rail, into rural broadband, into, into cybersecurity, just all the infrastructure and resiliency that we desperately need to protect against the onslaught of flooding and tornadoes and, and wildfires and uh, building the kind of infrastructure that can have uh, innovation in renewables and in uh, efficiencies. Second is green jobs. It's all about training the next generation to take the wind, solar, geothermal, hydropower, biofuels, tidal, and actually grow these industries over time and create economic growth. And the third idea is just clean air, clean water, actually putting in the investment to clean up the brownfield sites, to make sure every kid in America can actually have clean drinking water. Um, and so that's what it is, and those are all bipartisan ideas, and it has the overarching goal of let's get to net zero carbon emissions in 10 years. Right. That's aspirational. When President Kennedy said we're going to put a man on the moon in 10 years, he didn't know if he'd get there in 10 years. He just knew it was important for us to try. So we should be treating this as an aspirational goal, not, so not it's the package of 
the, the net zero carbon emissions is aspirational because you don't know if you can actually reach that. You can right. know you can do all these things, and what we can do on a bipartisan basis starting today is start passing the laws and, and the, the investments that are bipartisan that will get us there, and over time we can add more and more and more to those goals to get to that aspirational goal of net zero carbon emissions. But you won't know if you can achieve it until you try. Like You actually have to start putting in place the changes and the investments in the three major things that the Green New Deal encompasses. I would do a, I would do a second thing though, I would also put a price on carbon because that allows market tax. forces. I wouldn't call it that. I would call it a price on carbon and the reason is. <laughs> but it's a kind of carbon tax though. It's more than that. Okay. It's, it's more like you're using market forces to drive innovation. And so when you're saying you get a huge tax benefit if you're focused on innovation and um, efficiencies and green jobs and green technologies, you're just inspiring more investment there. So it's not just the tax side, it's also the inspiration side. Right. So when you put a price on it, it creates a, an advantage if you are the one who's innovating and a disadvantage for those who are stuck in the past. Yeah. So it's, it's more about using market forces to force innovation. Okay. It's not just a tax, that's, the, that's, that's very small. This is much more let market forces drive investment. I'd like to thank you all for listening to this mini podcast. I'd like to thank Senator Gillibrand for being on the podcast today. I'd like to thank Libby Coleman for producing today's podcast. And remember, whether you're willing to go into the lion's den of Fox and debate, or you're a little scary cat afraid to debate on Fox, it's all political. It's all political as part of the San Francisco Chronicle podcast network. Audrey Cooper is our editor-in-chief. Our music, our theme music that we have is Cattle Call. That's written by Randy Clark and performed by Randy Clark and Crow Song. If you like this show, subscribe, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more great journalism like this, subscribe to the San Francisco Chronicle at sanfranciscochronicle.com slash subscribe. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Garofoli. Thanks.